Let's read some scripture. I'd invite you to open your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. I'm going to be, I'll be reading from the NIV. Um, if you have an inferior version, that's okay. Um, I'll be reading the first 20 verses. Luke chapter 2. If you don't have a Bible, there should be one in the pew rack in front of you. And I believe it should be an NIV as well. Let's follow along. I love to hear the pages turning or the apps twitching. Let's read together. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, that time for the baby for the baby to be born the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn a son she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying by a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. The title of my message this morning is Best Gift Ever. You want to say that with me? Say, Best Gift Ever. Okay, one more time. We've got to accentuate the ever, okay? Be like, ever, okay? Best Gift Ever. Okay, very good. Let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for your word. Um, 
Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for operating in my life and in the lives of your people. I thank you, God, for what you're doing in my life and in the lives of your people. I thank you for your word, because you are the living word, God. If we ask, Lord, how are you operating in our lives? How are you working in our lives? We need to look no further than ask the question, how is your word moving in us and working in us? Because you are the living word. Father, we thank you for your word today and we pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts would be pleasing in your sight, would be for your glory and your people's good. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I love the Christmas story. Don't you? Especially how the Christmas story begins. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Talking about Star Wars? Don't worry. I haven't seen the movie yet. So as a public service announcement, this sermon will not contain any spoilers. Except for Luke turning to the dark side. Um, No, I'm kidding. I don't know what happens. I love Christmas. And yet the story of Jesus' birth carries with it so much familiarity that we tend to read it without appreciating it anew. Today, as we're here today, let's commit to seeing the birth of Christ with fresh perspective, paying attention to the nuances in the story that speak to us today. To give you an idea of where we're headed, I have four points. The timing of Christmas, the space for Christmas, the feeling of Christmas, and finally, the blessing of Christmas. First, the timing of Christmas. God's timing is always perfect. The first detail that Luke records concerning the birth of Jesus is the timing. This first Christmas occurred when the foreign Roman government occupied Judea and Caesar was issuing imperial edicts and appointing governors over various regions in the eastern Mediterranean. You see, for Rome, it was business as usual. From the perspective of the people of Israel, however, the timing was quite different. In the eyes of the world, everything might seem to move along just as it always has. But for God's people, the oppression and persecution that mounted only made their outcry for a Savior more fervent. This is Christmas. After a silence of approximately 460 years, God was about to restore not only the prophetic voice in the Judean wilderness through John the Baptist, but also God was bringing into the world the fulfillment of the promised deliverer, the Messiah. 
Malachi chapter 3, verse 1 reads, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. Additionally, Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5 read, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that they might receive adoption as sons. Christmas is about God's perfect timing. Not a moment too soon, not a moment too late. God's timing is always perfect. Where did God show up? His temple. When? Suddenly. Where will God show up? His temple. But today His temple isn't built with bricks and mortar. It's built on the edifice of our praise. Our lives raised to Him in worship. When will God show up? Remember that the curtain in the temple was torn. God isn't looking to be put back in a box. He is looking for a heart that will erect a scaffolding of adoration unto His name for His glory because He's worthy of true dominion that begins with our hearts. Christmas is God's best gift ever. Emmanuel, God with us, this is Christmas. Let us also remember righteous and devout Simeon who was guided by the Holy Spirit to where? The temple. And on that very day he was guided there, the day that Jesus was being dedicated. The Holy Spirit had revealed to Simeon that he would not die until he saw the Christ. He testified saying, my eyes have seen your salvation. Now I can depart in peace. The wait is over. It's Christmas. You see, God has made me a promise, and the time for waiting is over. The time is now. It's Christmas. I don't know where you are in waiting on God to bring about His promise to you. I read last week that the only thing that seems to be harder than waiting on God is wishing you had. Child of God, remember that God is never late. His promises are sure. He will do it, for He is faithful. He cannot deny Himself. He has never failed, and He won't start now. So rather than toss and turn over thinking about when God is going to do what He said He's going to do, instead prepare yourself and get ready for when He does. Get ready for God's best gift ever. This is Christmas. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. You know the rest, right? Let every heart prepare him what? Room. The space for Christmas. I remember when Cecilia was pregnant with Gabriel. Of course, we were concerned about the timing of it all, uh, but the bulk of our attention 
was on wondering just how little Gabriel was going to reshape our lives because of having a child. Our schedules were full, and this little baby was going to require time and space. What I didn't realize then was just how much space he was going to need. How much does he need? All of it. Cecilia and I had prepared a room for him and dedicated a space for his stuff. But over the last 14 months, it's safe to say, and I want you to know, church, Gabriel has taken over. But you know what? That's par for the course. That is how it's meant to be. That's how it should be. No matter the space needed in the schedule, no matter the space needed in the house, God has made a way and will make a way because the room in his heart never runs out. This is Christmas. Well, on that first Christmas, Mary and Joseph were also concerned about space. They needed room for baby Jesus. You see, Mary was pregnant with God. Church, let me tell you that when God makes you a promise, He will provide the space that is needed. Despite the inn being booked up, a space opened up for Jesus to be born. Notice that the promise of God didn't arrive in the vestige of a lavish hotel, but in the humble surroundings of a stable or cave. You see, God shows up in the space of humility. God shows up in His own time in the way He chooses. Our issue is that we don't realize how much space God desires in our lives to bring about His promises. How much space does He need? All of it. That's par for the course. That's how it should be. That's how it's meant to be. Because God has taken over. This is Christmas. We read in Psalm... 51, verses 16 and 17, For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. And in Psalm 34, 18, it says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. God isn't interested in man-made structures. He just does, isn't satisfied with the production of our own abilities apart from Him. God is looking for space in each of us. And we create space for God when we open our hearts to His Word and His truth. Is it possible today that some of us look for God in all the wrong places? Let me ask it a different way. How many of us need God to intervene in our lives in a particular situation? How many of us need to, ha- need to have God intervene in a particular situation in our lives? All of us, right? Let me say it a different way. How many of us need God to first intervene in us? Because let me tell you, church, before a change happens For us, a change needs to happen in us. And we need to make space for God. Make room for the gift of God. God's best gift ever. This is Christmas. Thirdly, the feeling of Christmas. There's something in the air. There, There are so many emotions that flood into our lives at Christmas. 
One of the prominent feelings we have at this time of year is anticipation. I can see it on all of you. Christmas produces, for most of us, an environment of anticipation. I remember as a kid, uh, Christmas morning, my brother and sister, we would run into the living room where the Christmas tree had been set up, and sure enough, there were so many gifts under the tree that weren't there the night before. For the most part, I don't think my siblings and I knew what exactly was going to happen. We just knew that it was going to be great. And the excitement of it all was overwhelming. If your childhood was like mine, Christmas generates in us an emotion of expectancy. Even on that first Christmas, the climate was ripe to see God move, to see God intervene. There was an expectation in the air. This is Christmas. But church, I also want us to be mindful of others this morning. Because for others, Christmas bears with it another spectrum of emotions. For some, Christmas is difficult. For some, Christmas is the reminder of the loss of a loved one. This may be the first Christmas without them. Even on that first Christmas, Mary and Joseph faced adverse circumstances. Joseph was beside himself with visions and dreams and doubts and uncertainty. And although Mary could have not have known at the time what all was going to happen, she accepted the Lord's will and hid, it says, all these things in her heart. What does that mean for us? Well, it means that whatever we find ourselves or wherever we find ourselves emotionally this Christmas, in doubt and uncertainty, in faith and obedience, we can place our hope and trust in God who desires to give us the best gift ever, Jesus Christ, His Son. This is Christmas. James 1.17 reads, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In Ephesians 2 8 and 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is, thus it, gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. God's gifts are precisely that, unearned, unmerited, undeserved, full of grace, forgiveness, and blessing. God's timing is perfect, He enables the space required. He transcends our emotions and brings about His blessing, His best gift ever. This is Christmas. Christmas bears also so many blessings. But the particular blessing I want to conclude with this morning is the blessing of Christmas itself. You see, church, every year at Christmas, there is a moment where Christmas arrives. For some, it is Christmas Sunday morning at church. For some, it is Christmas Eve, sitting around the lights of the Christmas tree, singing carols, getting an early start on Christmas goodies, sharing our thoughts with family and friends. For some, 
It is Christmas morning, opening gifts, sharing a meal with loved ones. For some, it might be a moment or personal prayer and reflection on the year that has passed and the realization that through it all, God has made a way. This is Christmas. Every Christmas, church, there is a moment when Christmas arrives. The moment happens when all the running and rushing has ended. All the anxieties and worries have ceased. All the last-minute shopping is completed. The food is cooked. The table is set. The gifts are wrapped. The tree is up. The lights are on. The hair is done. The pictures are taken. The cards are mailed. The pets are fed. The kids are ready. The candles are lit. And in that silent moment, Christmas is here. This is the blessing of Christmas. Because Christmas has arrived. This is Christmas. Even on that first Christmas, the blessing of Christmas arrived. And everything changed in a moment. out of Israel. Oh, my God. 
Oh, son. Thanks be to God. is the promised king of his people. What is his name? Jesus. His name is Jesus. Mary and Joseph, pregnant with a promise, pregnant with God. Without shelter, without provision, yet in a single solitary moment, everything changed. Through the storm, through the pain, the anguish, the uncertainty, a baby is born in Bethlehem. And in that moment... All is still, all is silent. God has intervened. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. God has made a way. Jesus has come into the world. This is Christmas. Isaiah 7.14 reads, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And again in Isaiah 9.6 and 7, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of His government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over His kingdom, 
to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is Christmas. Maybe you're here today. You've never decided to trust Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here today and you've never decided to trust Jesus Christ to heal your heart, to forgive your mistakes. I would invite you to stand and receive Christ. Christmas is here. If you need Jesus to cleanse you from your sin, you want to turn to Him in this moment and receive the blessing of Christmas, put away anxieties, put away fears and doubts, and trust Christ for your salvation, would you stand today? Maybe you're here today and you need a fresh start. You need to trust in God's perfect timing. Would you stand? Make space for God today in your heart. Surrender your emotions and trust in God for the blessing of Christmas, that moment where everything changes. Christmas is here. Would you stand? Are you hurting and broken within, overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today. There's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, a new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar the father's arms are open wide forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of jesus christ Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes a new life is born. Jesus is calling. 
Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Savior, isn't He wonderful? Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. No bow down before Him, for He is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. And oh, what a Savior, isn't He wonderful? Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Bow down before Him, for He is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us Adore Him, Christ the Lord, for You alone are worthy, for You alone are worthy, for You alone are worthy. Glory will give. 
the Lord. And oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Let's close with a hymn, 125, Joy to the World. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let us sing together. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let her receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth. sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make His blessings flow, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is This Christmas, may God's best gift ever refresh you. May you come to a certainty that God's timing is perfect, that His promises are sure, that He enables the space needed, and He transcends all of our emotions to bring about His blessing, His best gift ever. Merry Christmas.